Consciousness Since Birth, Book 3, Chapter 1, Part 2. To understand life through the learning and unlearning, it is best to work through the layers by layering and unlayering, much like an onion, which in itself is a very known concept in healing, coaching, and andragogy. Start with the core, Step 1, and work your way each day with layers of depth, Step 2. Through deepening a layer of understanding, you create either depth or expansion of awareness, understanding, consciousness and skill. As well on a technical level, you will start with a core beginning and add on the layers to form a full concept. Nothing comes from a first trial. We all learn in a step-to-step or add-on kind of way. Let's call these building blocks or layers to simplify the learning and unlearning. An example, your goal, serving a cup of coffee for a host. As a host. So because parents do need coffee. One, after knowing how a button on the coffee machine works, Two, baby can learn to put the glass under the machine or the cup. After that, baby can learn that coffee is hot, which is step three. Step four, baby can learn that he makes a coffee specially for you. Step five, baby hands over the coffee so you are his guest. Thank you, baby, for this kindness. Now, show your baby that coffee can come with milk and sugar. And the last step, show baby that sugar and milk comes with a spoon. A holistic brain structure and learning. I'm pointing out the thinking parts because it may not be exactly the left part of the brain responsible for emotional and feminine thinking and the right brain for mathematical and masculine thinking. The brain might have another construction Until now, the brain is divided into a left and right section, separated by a thin membrane. This membrane in spiritual belief is to give us a three, two or three dimensional world. With evolution of man, this membrane will disappear and give us literally a more holistic approach to life. Through our brain structure, a new reality will, it will as well change our exterior world and manifestations through having a different reality again through our brain structure. Our brain and souls want to discover the outer and the interior worlds we live in. They as a matter of fact also want to discover the fantasy, metaphysical world we live in. Hence all the fairy tales and make-believe which might not be fantasy at all. These discoveries of the world start from the very conception and birth of humanity and a human. You can start along with your baby in discovering the relationship we have as humans and souls with our interior and exterior world. Relationship with the interior world, exploring how things work and contrast 
dualities, hot, cold, low, high, pain, no pain, sharp, soft, electricity on, electricity off, button on, button off, machine on, machine off, dark, light, today, tomorrow. That was the exterior world. Then a relationship with the interior world, body and mind connections, active listening, conditioning, sign language, manipulation. Micro-expressions, emotions, food health, body awareness, body movement. Sign language as a power tool. Good relationship skills, whether private or professional, start with listening. Really listening to what the other is saying. What is the other trying to say? Active listening is not what you think they are saying. It's not called active thinking. It's not you wanting them to say something or how you can tweak their message so it suits you. If you've managed to listen to the words, to the next steps, in the between lines, listening, which is part of the full scope of active listening. A true active listener will solve any problem and heal any trauma living in that person. You don't need to be a saint because everyone is already holy and a coach by nature, but saints have mastered active listening. Jesus as a person was known to be a master at healing by being in his presence. He was a true listener. And you don't need to be famous to heal through your presence. The healer can be you. If you are going to be a healer, be a healer to you and your children. If you, as an adult, think of children, what are you projecting? What are you listening or hearing in them? Is the list negative, such as this one? They don't listen. They are terrible. They manipulate. They do mischief. They are no good. They don't remember anything. What are you giving to your child when you think of them this way? Aren't you creating a monster? Where are you coming from when you communicate with your child this way? Are you coming from hatred, fear, or is it love? Parents, adults, are obnoxious little brats wanting things spoken and unspoken from their child all the time and they never do listen. As a matter of fact, some even bully, ignore and neglect. This is a fictional child. Moreover, why should the child think differently about you and your judgmental attitude towards them? You don't listen, you are terrible, you manipulate, you do mischief, you do you no good, and you don't remember anything about me. Sincerely, your child. The old school learning, the memory test. Let me ask you something about your memory. Do you remember yourself as a person and your personal experiences at age seven? If memory is what defines us as a respectful human being, then let's do the memory test. Do you remember age 7, age 12, age 13? No? Maybe you remember what you were doing on a daily basis and how you were feeling when you were 18, uh, maybe 19, 13, 23 years old perhaps. Do you remember your relationships? How often? People treated you wrongly or how you were loved certain moments? What were your problems and observations? 
How about your days last year? How much do you remember of last year? Or what did you eat for breakfast, lunch and dinner today? The pictures you don't have are special moments that are forgotten. The events or people that are not on your social media are likely to be forgotten. Most likely you don't have a photographic memory. And so you had to answer most of the questions with, hmm, uh, no, don't remember what exactly I was doing those days, years, not even yesterday, let alone truly knowing what I did today. The lack of a photographic memory is exactly the reason photographs and social media like Facebook keep our memory alive and lively. If you weren't reminded on Facebook or your pictures and experiences with other people, you probably wouldn't have registered them and you wouldn't have that many memories. Social media has not exercised our memory muscle. Our memories are probably weaker than older generations that didn't rely on social media or photographs. Maybe they even lived and forgot. Their memory was not photogenic, neither. Or was it? So the point being, why do we think babies are different from us as adults? Why should they be treated differently? whether they have a photogenic memory or not. Why do humans need a photographic memory to be taken seriously and to be considered conscious? Don't we all have consciousness since birth? The new way. Consciousness since birth. The exact difference between a body that you consider dead, a corpse, and a body that you consider super energetic and alive, not failing and suffering from any disease, is consciousness. So when people talk about energies, and actually this is embodied consciousness, it's the energetic pulsing and interactions from our energy bodies before manifesting through our physical movement and direction. Direction is the direction of walking and direction in your life. These two are automatically connected. You cannot be one thing in your energetic body, meaning brain, intelligence, awareness, consciousness, healing, and another thing in the direction of your life. As in where your life is heading. The energetic body will manifest into physical reality. Your brain, and which it already is, by the way, your brain in combination with your heart, the real brain center, is a machine that directs your whole life. That's why you can combine the gesture of stimula stimulation of the scalp with a soft tapping gesture on the collarbone. This gesture is a reset of the machine we live in or with. 
and the connection between our brain and heart center. The heart center in ancient and new beliefs is considered the real center of our body and our lives functioning. Why is it that someone and his body can live without their brain or a full functioning brain, like concussion, brain damage, Alzheimer, handicap, etc., but not without a heartbeat? In this case, we consider the baby. Baby has a heart. Baby is beating every second. Baby started his growth in the womb with the singular most important organ, the heart. It's where life starts and where life ends. In this regard, you can only consider baby as complete. The same goes for a person in uh, bed bound, paralyzed, diseased, in coma or in a wheelchair. They might not have the same capacities for walking, moving, talking, looking, thinking, fitness as an average person. But one thing you can be sure of, they are people and they have a heart. And inside that body, no matter how small or how capable, there is a soul waiting for his life to flourish. It is no different for babies. So look for the emotions, look for the signs, feel into the needs and wants, as well as the emotions of your baby. Like you, baby can experience only really thing, three things in life. Those three things that define consciousness are A, a need, B, a want and see an emotion. Now how to really know if baby is conscious? A baby feels when you slap on their butt and gives a face of shock and awe. Baby feels when you shout on them and gives a sad lip. Baby feels when you call out his name and smiles back. Baby recognizes your face and gives a sigh of relief. Baby feels physical pain and starts crying. Baby feels emotional pain and starts crying. In what way is baby different from you? Or in another way, I can ask, in what way are you different from baby? Conscious parenting means caretaking and guidance in respect to human experience of body, mind, emotion, soul, and life skills as an individual and as a whole. 